Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are trading mixed this morning. Tokyo is up about half a percent. Seoul is higher as well. Sydney is in negative territory, though, down about a quarter percent in early trade. Investors are reacting to a record high number of COVID-19 cases reported in the last 24 hours. Hours. U.S.-China tensions are also likely to be on investors' radars as Washington has sent two aircraft carriers to the South China Sea as Beijing conducts drills there. Joining me to discuss all the market action this morning is Ryan Huang. Monday morning. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, Michelle. How was your weekend? Really good, thank you. So we're past the halfway mark with the campaign trail. Everybody are really, really busy with the general election. Looking forward to voting, I have to say. Yeah, you've been busy because you host a night show as well. On Indeed. top of what you're doing right now. <laughs> yes, uh, last night I thought I should just bring my sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> spend the night here. All right, I thought we'd start this morning with some investment in corporate news. A Chinese investment firm reports that it has more than doubled its money this year. It's choked up a 108% return thanks to an unusual investment strategy. It sells every stock that it buys the previous day. Now, the company has a pretty long name, bear with me. It's the Shenzhen Qianhai United Fortune Fund Management, and it focuses on Chinese A shares. So I have two questions for you, Ryan, all right? First up, Shenzhen Qianhai United Fortune is a quant fund. Now, can you give us a quick primer on what this is and how it's different from other stock funds? Yeah, so quant funds are run by really smart people. (laughs) So that's the simple way to put it. Uh, These are dubbed the rocket scientists of Wall Street. So what they do is they blend together a couple of things, mathematics, finance, and computer coding. So they pretty much figure out how the market behaves and puts it into code. And they track a lot of parameters. And this includes volume, spikes, um, trading sentiment. And this can be measured in many different ways, looking at prices, how things are different from the day before or for hour to hour. So each quant fund has its own different model, uh, but that is typically how it works. They track many um, indicators and parameters to help the computer decide what to do. And this is done in a very high-frequency volume. For example, uh, it could just take seconds. But in this case, the fund we are talking about today is going in um, on day one and going out on day two. Mm. And it's making a lot of money, and that's why it's in the headlines today. Okay, so it's complex proprietary mathematical models being used to generate returns. Pretty well suited for high turnover markets like China as well, when you think about the frequency you just mentioned. Next question, tell us more about Shenzhen Qianhai United's all-in, all-out strategy. Yeah, so this is not for the faint-hearted, right? So quant funds, uh, like we've talked about, needs a lot of insider know-how. So what they do is they pick a stock or a couple of stocks to buy on day one, and then they sell everything on day two. This is not very typical. So if you're a normal investor, this is not for you. You have to, I guess, know what level you are on. And this is also a quant fund. is not open to regular retail investors. Uh, but this has paid off handsomely for them. Mm. And they have made 108% um, year-to-date from last June, or rather over the past 12 months. So that's how well this has worked out for them. Uh, but I think the takeaway for people when they see these sort of numbers is 
there is a lot of risk appetite returning to the Chinese markets. And this is also um, something they indicated in their outlook for the second half of the year. So what they said was um, in the second half of the year, they have um, seen that the Chinese market using the CSI 300 index to measure is now at a five-year high. And that's an indication that you you are seeing investors coming back to the market. So risk appetite is coming back. So that's positive for markets in general. Um, But again, it is a very different type of strategy for investors. Mm. Most of them, most financial advisors will say, you know, time in the market is more important than timing the market. And what quant funds do is timing the market, which is not something everyone is skilled for. Now, the company expects its trading strategy to continue yielding great returns, I read, as long as turnover in Chinese A shares remains above 400 million yen a day. So, risk on. Uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, Ryan, it's making its first major purchase since the COVID-19 pandemic led to a substantial drop in markets uh, last March. Back in May, you remember, Buffett revealed Berkshire Hathaway had built up huge cash reserves, nearly 140 billion billion US dollars. Now, at that time, he said he didn't see anything worth buying. So, Ryan, what has caught Buffett's eye now and how much is he spending? <laughs> surprise, surprise. It is a deal worth $10 billion and it is in the energy sector. Despite all the negative headlines around oil and how that has plunged, he is going into energy, specifically natural gas. So, he is expanding his portfolio with this purchase of Dominion Energy, and this is around its gas lines and its storage networks. So Dominion Energy is uh, mainly serving the U.S. market, which includes states like Virginia, North and South Carolina, Ohio, and Utah. So that is the, I guess, optimism that he sees around what he thinks is going to be a long-term demand for natural gas to go up. And I think right now he sees a lot of value in Dominion Energy. And like you mentioned, for the past many months, he has not seen any opportunity in the markets. And you talked about that AGM uh, back in May, Mm. where he built up a huge cash hoard. In fact, in the lead up to the AGM, he sold off shares in airlines. So now he's back into the markets and his first big purchase is in energy. So maybe no, if you are a Warren Buffett fan, that's something for you to take up and sit sit up and take notice that hey, there might be something there in the energy sector. Natural gas business in focus, at least for Warren Buffett. All right, here at home, Capitaland has issued a profit warning this morning. It says its first half profits will, quote, be materially and adversely impacted by the economic downturn. So how big of a drop in profits is Capitaland predicting, Ryan? And are we seeing any reactions from markets to the news yet? Yeah, I am just uh, taking a quick look at how markets are doing. So far, uh, we are looking at Capital Land with that profit warning. And like many property companies, it is hit by COVID-19. So it has come out to say uh, it will be materially and adversely impacted. And we are talking about its operating patme, uh, which is the profits excluding gains and losses from divestments, investments and impairments. That is down um, by... 25 to 35%. And this is from 36.13 million from the first half of last year. So that is the type of hit that it's going to be expecting. And if you price in or factor in the um, cash patme, which includes things like portfolio gains, it is going to be worse. It is expecting things to tumble by 40 to 50%. And that is uh, pretty much uh, something we'll look out for when it releases its results come early August. 
Uh, in terms of action on the stock market yet, no movements yet for Capital Land. I guess the next question is what happens post-pandemic. Just last week, Capital Land CEO was touting the developer's resilience, telling the company, uh, telling reporters rather, the company was rolling with the punches and will emerge stronger than before. What do you think? Uh, it's going to be a big question mark because when is the situation going to turn around? No one knows. And you also have the other moving part, which is the tenants. How many of them are going to survive at the end of the day? And even if they defer payments, can they pay them back once the deferment is expired? So that is a big question mark. Will those tenants still be there? Can they still afford to pay down the road? Many yeah. moving parts to this. Mm, yeah, very interesting because many moving parts to this whole theory of resilience as well of a company, right? Dependent on its tenants too. I want to turn to the broader markets now, Ryan. What is on the calendar this week? And what do you think is likely to dominate trading? All right, besides elections on Friday... <laughs> A couple of things for you to look out for. And this is something um, happening tomorrow. You've got the central banks for Malaysia and Australia in action. So Malaysia could cut their rates according to the consensus forecast. Australia not expected to budge on its rates. Um, and in China, this is the National College entrance exam. So the Gao Kao is going to happen tomorrow for nearly 11 million students. But what's worth noting is this is an exam for 11 million people. So how are they going to get around the safe distancing measures? Will we you know, see this have an effect on, or impact on the COVID-19 count in t- cases in China? And that is something that will be closely watched. And also tomorrow, Samsung's second quarter earnings guidance. So that will be another glimpse into the whole technology space where the semiconductor demand is going up as what Micron Technology has earlier uh, alluded to. So that is pretty much the main bulk of uh, what's happening in the early half of this week. And if you're a fan of Uniqlo, fast retailing, third quarter numbers will be out at the end of the week. So that is not expected to be pretty with the COVID-19 shutdown. 15 minutes past nine. This is Your Money. I'm Michelle Martin chatting with Ryan Huang. Ryan, let's check in with Singapore stocks right now. Last week, the Straits Times Index rose 1.8% to top the 26.50 market. It's still down more than 20% on the year, though. How is the SDI doing this morning? Yeah, down 20% for the year, but Mm. it is now at a two-week high. So four-day winning streak, if I look at it from a glass-half-full perspective. And right now, of the gates, it is just slightly above water in the green by 0.05% at 2654. And if you look at some of the top movers, uh, we don't really have a lot of conviction behind the moves so far. You've got UOB in the green by 0.1%, DBS pretty much flat, and OCBC up by 0.2%. So quite a bit of a mixed start across the region. Mm -hmm. You've got Japan and Korea in the green by around 0.9%, and Australia underwater right now by 0.2%. So I think you do have investors trying to figure out where do things go from here after that huge spike in cases of COVID-19. All right. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang there, filling us in on markets this morning in Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.